We did not sing at all. That's sad. We had cats references up the wazoo. We did, we did say the names of a hundred cats. So we did. We and did, we didn't. We never sang, though. And that's tough because we do want to uh, like firmly put ourselves in that world of podcasts who also sing. But we are the worst. We are and the that, worst singers. And, that is and our that's claim. how we that is our claim to fame. set ourselves apart. We are the worst singers of all of the singing podcasters. Exactly. And no one can take that away from us. Never. No. <laughs> um, and of course, the podcast you are listening to where you just heard us sing is Urgent Care. Um, I'm Joel Kim Booster. I'm Mitra Johari. Um, we're here to help you. To the best of our non-existent ability. Exactly. Much like an urgent care would. Um, sort of like um, if, when you want to sort of wait for a long time to have your problem addressed and then when it's finally addressed the person who's addressing it is rude to you (laughs) (laughs) I would say that is the most like just that is our that is our show Uh, (laughs) we can't stop wait Dana I forgot to mention this on the last step um, because people cannot get over it is there a way to make sure that there is a, a message on our voicemail. And it, it is good that we're doing this now. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I did it on air. <laughs> I maybe I'm sure we can do it. We'll that. figure it out. Because guys, we heard it. you. We've heard you. We hear you and, and we know that you're really anxious. So, like about 50% of the phone calls are like, I hope I'm doing this right and I'm not just leaving this on some randos. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like, we like that about the And here at Urgent Care, we like to do all of our housekeeping while on air. are on. I, and that's true. We really are. We always do our housekeeping while it's all happening. Uh-huh. And we a, want you to know how the podcast is made for better or for worse. We, the, the recordings are actually closer to three to four hours because I'm making a lot of like speakerphone calls to, to, to Colin Anderson. And I'm saying sort of like we're negotiating contracts. Um, and, and that's well, yeah. sort of why they picked us up. Well, because the microphone is like black and gold and you really want one that's different colors mm-hmm. but you haven't decided on the colors uh-uh. so you just need a, a presentation of of the, your options yeah great and that's the kind of hits that I'm going to be slinging tonight mm-hmm. on Urgent Care <laughs> it's late it's very late we're recording at nighttime, mm-hmm. listeners can you tell so, so hey we're on midway through January and before we jump in I did want to sort of quickly like ask you do you have a, do you, are you a New Year's resolution person I am I really like the idea of it um I have my major resolutions are um, just to stay committed to habits that I was trying to for- form at the end of the year, which Great. are more exercise, cooking at home more, and reading more. Great. Um, and I feel good about that. I was already sort of doing that, and I was like, you know what? My resolution is just to encourage myself to keep doing nice things for myself. Okay, that's fair. What about you? Um, You know, I was thinking about this on the way over. I think my resolution is to attack people more (laughs) for their (laughs) politics and less about their taste. Um, online specifically. Like, I think... I totally um, get that. It's like, because, like, how hollow does it feel to, like, dunk on someone for, like... I liking don't know. bad things that yeah, it's are like, bad. Who cares? Like, this will only this will be funny for two minutes right. and then I will never think about it again. So why would I say it? Yes, exactly. Like I'm glad you like the Irishman. But like <laughs> you know, I don't need to say anything. And I'm trying to do that more. And I'm trying to like when I am vicious online, which is something that I do need. <laughs> 
I need in my life. I need to be mean. And I actually feel bad because on the way over, I did tweet something sort of vaguely mean about Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, <laughs> who has like fine politics. So again, so I've already broken my uh, resolution this year. Um, but I'm going to be, I think actually as I was sending it, it's what made me think about it. It was like, I need to be nicer because like this person, like, you know, as long as politically they're fine, I think they should be saved. They and should be saved via our right. Lord. You know, what's weird is I was talking with a friend recently and that only... That is weird. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> all, this, all this trick in the book and I walked right into it. I've only just within the last couple of years started accepting that January is the beginning of the year, not September. School. School. Very school to the school cycle, <laughs> and I'm I famously school is not a huge part of my life because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you're a stupid, 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 stupid unlearned bitch. Little girl. I was at a magic show last night. Jealous, and well, it was a a comedian, a comedic magician who was on a show. I was also on, mm. and he did so that's this very different from a magic show. Yes, but also he was doing magic on stage. So in a sense, someone was, was showing magic, magic. But I'm just saying, magic he had show. a he had a map of the United States, and he was having audience members sort of like throw, and it was. There were no like names of the states, and um, he kept having audience members throw darts at different states, and he'd be like, "Oh, okay, so it hit Arkansas, or it hit Kansas, or it hit Illinois." And I was like, "Is the magic that he knows what the states are?" I thought being? you were gonna say that they throw darts, and then he asks them what state it is, and that would be really <laughs> scary for me. I would not be able to do it. it- I am so like being. I'm a, a good student and smart, but like the, because I was homeschooled through elementary and middle school. I, there are those foundational sorts of things that you're supposed to memorize, like presidents and shit like that. Humiliating because I yeah. don't know any of Any it. state that is a square or in the right-hand corner in the top. Mm. <laughs> Only states I've lived in. I know California, Illinois, and actually not even sure, I not confident I could point out New York on a state. I can say that I probably could not. That that mush up there in New England. That's what I'm saying. That part of the map to me is like nothing. I Dina's laughing. <laughs> La- laughing seemingly and she, at and, us. And she's laughing in a way that makes me think that she doesn't relate to no, us. Yeah. And that we are confessing something that is embarrassing. So again, <laughs> if you want advice from two people who could not point to New York State which one we of, lived in. I mean, maybe one of the most important coastal states. And we, li- I mean, you certainly lived one there of the most popular. What six years? Uh, almost six years. I lived there for four. Yeah, so could, couldn't point to it. Um, couldn't point constantly to it. in New York when people. I would be like, yeah, I'm going up to Philadelphia. Today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I always say I'm going down. Yeah. I, I, like, no matter where I'm going, like yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going, going down. down. Um, yeah, so I'm going down to Canada. If you want, <laughs> if you want advice from two people who can't name the states, um, please give us a call at 323-334-0371. That's 323-334-0371. Or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Um, let's dive in. We've got some doozies. Um, <laughs> and we want to get to all of them. Um, hey, so, oh, we got a problem. So, basically, oh, yeah, by the way, like, I just started listening to your podcast this week, and, like, I don't really know that much about you two. I put your name is, like, Mitra and Joel. Sorry if I'm wrong. I'm not really sure. But I just just need some advice. I kind of hope you answer, but, like, if you don't, it's okay. I'll figure it out. But, um, so... I don't want to be mean about it, but, like, I don't like her either, so it's fine. Um, My stepmom is, like, um, 
embarrassing. And it's not like, oh, she does stuff like She's on an adult dance team in one of the cities next to mine in a, like, nearby city. And it's, like, it's sad. And it's, like, all the girls that couldn't make their cheer teams in high school and now they're trying to live their dream. But it's just embarrassing. And everybody makes fun of them. And she wants me to go to all these events with her, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's just not okay at all. And I'm just like, like, what do I do? Like, do I just tell her, hey, you're embarrassing, this is stupid, by the way, I hate your guts, or do I just act fake? Like, I don't know what to do. And it's like, I told my dad, but he just, like, told me I was being mean, and, like, I also always tell her that, like, she looks ugly in her outfits, which, like, okay, now that I'm saying that out loud, I kind of feel bad. But, like, I don't like her anyway, so I don't really care. Like, am I being mean? Mm. Oh, my gosh. Wait. Oh, no. Am I being mean? Oh, well. It's okay. Okay, so, like, just tell me if I'm being too mean. Like, tell me if I need to be meaner, because, like, I can. I can be meaner if I need to. Or, like, like, I don't know what to do. By the way, I'm a freshman in high school, and I'm 14 years old, so I'm I'm really young, um, and, like, reputation matters. You know what I mean? Like, I'm building my reputation as a freshman. So, having a stepmom on an adult dance team is not, it's, it's not cute. I'm sorry, this is, like, I think this is getting a little long. I'm not really sure how long I've been talking. I'm really drowsy. It's, like, 1 in the morning um, down here in the south. So, oh, my God, why did I say that? I'm embarrassed now. Because I kind of hope you don't put this on air. Oh, my God, why am I still talking? Okay, love you guys. Love the podcast. I'm going to go finish listening to the episode I was listening to. Um, also, I sent in another voicemail earlier this week, but I didn't like that one. So, like, if you hear both of these, do this one over that one. Okay, so I would like to actually just say, and I again, Dana, I don't mean to make this the episode about me calling you out as a producer, but... <laughs> We did actually mean to use the first one that she did because it was much shorter. Um, and you decided you sort of went rogue and decided to play this longer I version. I do think it's a, it's a me thing because I miscommunicated. With, I did not oh. know that there were two. Okay, wow. So sort of women standing up for women at the workplace. This is sort of <laughs> bombshell. Um, I'm sort of seeing like our own Earwolf's version of bombshell yes. right now. Pen the film. Pen the film, Joel. <laughs> standing up for your fellow woman. Girl boss. Hello. Um, okay. Can okay, I wow. put your name for this one? Please go at it. Taylor Swift. And I'll explain why. Because she's okay. got a song called Reputation. <laughs> and you have to be she nice also has me. a song called Mean. But <laughs> and the this thing is, Mitra. No, 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 no. I know why you're going to yell at me. <laughs> why am I going to yell at you? <laughs> because I just used a real name. <laughs> I know, I know. But um, I thought like that one was like a, a fun, okay, a fun okay. real name. We will. We'll call her Taylor Swift. Okay, you do it. <laughs> no, listen, you wanted it and you got it oh. and it works. It does because Taylor Swift certainly does have a song called oh, Reputation my God. and, and a song it called at me. Mean I'm and like a song called London Boy. A um, hard see, because what the thing is, again, like mine wouldn't have been better. I would have called her London Boy because then I working <laughs> um, backwards, mm-hmm. it would have been like because Taylor Swift has a song called London Boy. Mm hmm. 
and also a song called Reputation of Mean. <laughs> so Taylor, T T T oh T Swift. T S. Yeah. T S. Um, okay, I'm terrified of this person. We I, like <laughs> this person we briefly considered calling back and then we listened to this second voicemail and we were like, well, we can't because A, I'm scared. I'm also scared I would just be so mean because it's clear that this person is very young. Yeah, and but also um, the way that this person makes fun of their stepmom, it makes it clear to me that they could really hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when you're 15 and somebody tells you to come to oh, your God. adult dance squad me. You say <laughs> you're ugly. <laughs> I, I mean, good, but the reason I wanted to call them back is there's just so much context that's missing from this. Like, um... I'll absolutely be nice to your stepmom because your dad's going to die. Um, I'm going to sort of similarly in the way that I predicted that guy had mold. I'm going to predict that this girl's, this young child's father will die, will pass away and she'll be left with the stepmom. And I think that like, she really doesn't want to piss this woman off. I like a woman who is sort of at a place in her life where she's on an adult dance team for quote unquote, the people who didn't make their cheer squad. Okay. And here's what I'll say as someone who's 16, um, um, I think the adult dance team for people who didn't make it on their cheer squad sounds really fun. I know! And empowering. And, and like, like a Diane so Keaton cool vehicle. Shows. Yes, that it will be made into a movie, so you should actually be nice to your stepmom because she's going to be very famous. rich and famous. She's going to the openings and she will not bring you. Yeah. Because um, the, the other thing is, is like, there's just like, I... Uh, she... I think this girl thinks... I, I think this young girl, Taylor Swift... Things that she is covering sort of her own, like, because it was so performative, the voicemail. Like, mm -hmm. you could hear her acting in the voicemail. And honey, guess what? I have a degree. I have a degree in acting. So I know when people are acting. I know when you've got mold in your house. And I know when your dad is going to die. <laughs> I know when you're acting. <laughs> Don't make eye contact with me. <laughs> and um, so, like, you're young. And I get that it's, like, um, it's it's like good to be cool, but you've seen the movies. You know how this is going to end. You're going to fall in love with your stepmom. You're going <laughs> to fall in love, not in a not in a sexual way, but in a sort of platonic way. You, I actually think you, my advice to you is to sit down and watch the stepmom and see how the journey is for that woman and Julia Roberts. And your mom is Julia Roberts. And your dad is, is Susan Sarandon and will die. Um, mm. I cannot say this enough that your dad will die. <laughs> Um, and I'm not saying when I'm not, right. I'm not being rude. I know. I know. Then, then agree with me. I agree. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Nice it's not mom. cool to be mean. It's not cool to be mean. Uh, it's fun to be mean, but it's not cool to be mean. Right. And again, <laughs> I think like be mean to people for their politics. Yeah. I think you should channel all of this energy into, um, tweeting at, <laughs> Um, Carly Fiorina. And like dunking on, on Carly Fiorina. Carly Fiorina. Specifically Carly Ms. Fiorina. Ms. HP. Ms. HP herself. <laughs> former VP presidential candidate to Ted Cruz, Carly Oof. Fiorina. Bone chilling um, memories. Because like you will listen. And the thing is, is we actually, we did you both a service and a disservice by playing your voicemail because I, I do believe, um, and you will, because people, this is, this podcast will be around for five to 10 years. And 10 years from now, you're going to listen to this podcast episode and you're going to hear your 14 year old self and you're going to say, God, what a fucking dweeb. And I can say as a 16 year old, I look at my 14 year old self and I go, you are being a fucking dweeb. Yeah. 
And that's okay. I hope you make cheer squad, babe. Taylor Swift, good luck to you. All right. On to the next voicemail. Hi, uh, my name is um never called in before, but um I have a <laughs> weird problem. Um I am in a long distance relationship. I'm twenty two years old, I'm in school. And my partner, he is also in school, and he goes to school in Massachusetts, and I'm in Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> um, last weekend, he went to a psychic, and uh, I was, like, super supportive. Like, his aunt got him a, a psychic visit, a 30-minute psychic visit uh, for Christmas. And um, the psychic told him that he was going to meet his true love in, like, 2020 like he and I have been dating for two years and the psychic basically told him like that relationship is going to end and you're going to find your true love very shortly after and I don't really know what to do um because I was super supportive of him going to this lady um and I like I really liked psychic stuff and I, I totally believe that stuff but I kind of draw the line at that one um, but he's super like worried it's like it's scaring him he's like well what if we do break up like what if something's going to happen like what if I need somebody and the, that's what's going to happen so it's just like freaking both of us out a little bit and I wanted to know like what to do like what do you do in that situation <laughs> Um, that's it. Uh, you can say my name and where I'm from. It's fine. Uh, bye. Well, she didn't. Oh, she did say. Yeah. But I say we bleep it anyways. Yeah, I want to, I want to, you come up with this one because I did such a good job on the first mm-hmm. one. I'm going to call this person Miss, um, Miss. <laughs> Miss Clear. Clear. Oh, so oh. We're no, 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 no! I'm not done yet. You're just I sort of thinking out loud, thinking right, out loud, right, thinking right, out right. loud. Miss Clee, um, Miss what rhymes with Cleo? <laughs> Rio, Pio, Dio, Savannah. I mean, it's rude that she said she go, he goes to school in Massachusetts and she goes to school in Savannah. Like we know that where those places like what the actual distance is um I, okay this person's name is miss i mean listen i helped you i know but i just want you to like say something i did say okay, something miss cleo um because here's here's um here's where i went immediately mm-hmm. um which you will hate um is professor trelawney uh, okay. from harry potter because it's all about the tea leaves and she says all the scary right, stuff right, that right, freaks right, them right, out right, right. but then it ends um, up being true we're gonna call this one then miss turf um <laughs> t-u-r-f miss mm. truck Miss Turf America. <laughs> Tur- Miss Turf America. Miss um, Turf America, because she's sort of, this story sort of spans two different places in America, mm-hmm. all over America. Wow. And it seems like, you know, by the time we get done naming someone, we're both so exhausted and we feeling are. bad about ourselves. I know. I'm at that an it's all hard time. to recover. My self-esteem is at recover. an all-time low. Here's what I will say. And this is not actually, this. We, I'm not getting to the advice, but I do have thoughts on this, which is... Um, when I was in college, I went to, I visited New York and I went to, I was with a group of friends and one of the people in the group was my ex-boyfriend. And we were talking about maybe going to a psychic 
And my ex-boyfriend and I were the only ones who actually decided to go. So we go to the psychic. And we're in that sort of front room of, like, the psychic's chambers. And she's in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of loudly complained about the price. And I was like... I feel like we have to haggle, right? Like, this is so insane. Like, I've seen signs for cheaper stuff. Um, <laughs> it must be cheaper than this. We can definitely pay less or we need to just leave. Then the psychic came into the room, clearly having overheard me and was like, hello, like, I'll let you pay. You can pay what you want. Like, I must have really needed the business that day. And we're like, okay, great. So we sit down and she looks at me immediately, looks at my palm, like, barely looks at my palm and is like, you're closed off to new opportunities. Things aren't going to work out. Aren't going to work out for you. And I was like, okay, but you heard me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. You don't like me. And then she looked at him, and she was like, "You're going to be a huge success." <laughs> and I mean, it's subjective. It's all subjective. But I would say you are a pretty big success, and you've opened yourself up to many opportunities. You're a big opportunity slot. Um, so uh, as we've established in sort of the last episode, I'm a psychic. I do I sort of predict things Um, and so as another psychic I actually see this going a different way I'm sort of you're you're sort of getting a second opinion from a second psychic and I actually (laughs) sort of see you two making it Um, and so I think you just need to tell your boyfriend that that you spoke to a second psychic and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, and at honest, this point, we have been talking about this call for half an hour. I know. So you did have a half hour long session. <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, God damn it. Like, this is, it's it's actually insane to me. Like, um, here's my real piece of advice. Go to a real church. Okay. Talk to a real God. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Okay. Th- these kids today with their astrology and their psychics. Yeah. You hate you're that letting shit. this getting, t- you're letting this tear your relationship apart when you could be getting baptized. Here's what. Okay. You could get baptized. And then my take on this is that if you guys are both so freaked out by someone saying that your boyfriend might meet someone, I think probably the fear was already there. You're already Mm -hmm. scared of what's going on in your long distance relationship. So you should hopefully think about this as an opportunity to propel you towards a Jesus Christ, towards Jesus Christ. And then following that, a real discussion about the future of your relationship and how you feel, because you can't honestly believe this. If you're this shaken by that, then maybe the foundation was not that strong. I honestly, I actually kind of think like maybe your boyfriend was talking before the psychic came in. (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> to himself, <laughs> to himself. Like, I wonder if me and uh, my girlfriend I'm kind of afraid it. that we're not going to make it She's um, like, you're not going to make it <laughs> I love your psychic voice <laughs> put that in your character reel um, oh. yeah I think you need I think like this I think you're you're sort of letting um, the psychic be the th- scapegoat in the conversation yes okay and you need to sort of open up and let the Holy Spirit in and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and that's that on that and that's that on that Miss Turf America, one of the most labored names that we have ever struggled to get out of our mouths. And you know what? You know what I would love? Um, if people listening ever have a better name, mm-hmm. tweet it at tweet us. It, I think tweet it's it funny. Us, I really want to know. I want to know, too. Because it's impossible for people to have a better name than this, Mm-mm. but I, I would love to. I don't think we're going to get many tweets, okay? I don't think so either. Um, <laughs> so here's, here's an email. You read it, Mitra. Okay. Hi, Mitra and Joel. 
Thank you for your service. I am a gay trans guy who's been sleeping with a guy I met online for about four months. It's a casual friends with benefits situation, but I see him pretty frequently, usually at least once a week. We recently had an incident in which the condom slipped and the following day he ended up asking me to take plan B. I honestly probably would not have taken it had it been solely up to me, but I wanted to be sensitive to his concerns, so I went out and got some. And to be clear, I don't have anything against plan B and I've taken it before, but the risk of pregnancy while taking testosterone while not eliminated is pretty low, and in my mind, it probably wouldn't have outweighed the price, side effects, and accessibility issues of the drug. The issue is, I've seen him since I took the Plan B, and he's made absolutely no follow-up. Hasn't offered to contribute to the cost, hasn't asked if I feel okay, hasn't asked if I had any trouble finding it, nothing. It's starting to bother me because while we're just friends with benefits, I feel like a situation like this ideally calls for a little more consideration, even if just temporarily. However, I do know that he has very limited experience sleeping with people who could even get pregnant, so it's possible the whole thing is just outside the scope of his emotional experience. Or maybe he is simply a bit of a dick. So I guess my real question is, do I hope for the former and attempt to have a conversation? What even would I say? Every way I try framing it in my head sounds passive-aggressive, which I would definitely like to avoid. Or should I just suck it up and move on and enjoy my NSA dick? NSA dick? What's that no mean? strings attached. Oh, thank you. I'm like, fucking straight bitch. The NSA? <laughs> <laughs> you had. I'm also just like, uh, whatever, so sickeningly mm-hmm. monogamous. Um, yeah, there are so many strings. There's, uh, yeah. Nothing <laughs> but strings. I'm only, I'm only strings String attached. only. <laughs> Please help me navigate the wild world of gay pregnancy scares. XOXO. Opposite two, which is what they name themselves, but we can't obviously let that slide because we have to redeem ourselves. And I'm going to call this person National Security Dick because of Mitra's little blunder. No, 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 no. Um, I'm going to call this person um, um, Pinocchio. I'm going to call this person no fly list. No fly list. Okay. Of the NSA thing. And okay. also because this person is behaving in a way that it does not fly <laughs> with us. Well, the person. No, the, the, no, person the, the other it. person. The other well, person. well, then why would we name the person based on the other person that they're talking about? Because the person no fly that they're talking list. about is on the no fly no list. No fly list. Okay, great. Well, we did it. We I, landed I on it. I think that actually was decent. Yeah, no, um, I actually really like that. No fly list. Thank you. Um, so, I'm actually going to start using that for people that I'm not fucking anymore. <gasps> the no fly list. I like that. I love that. Wow. Um, okay. So here's the thing. I... I <laughs> I guess the thing is, is what are the stakes here? Because you say it's no strings attached. They're just a fuck buddy. If the sex is good, I, like my, my inclination is to just say, like, you like, do you care enough about this person to have um, a conversation that stresses you out? It seems like you do because you're writing this email. I also think like it's. The quality of the time that you spend hooking up at least weekly is definitely being affected by the fact that you feel kind of resentful and bitter about the Mm -hmm. way that this unfolded. So I think no matter what, it's worth having a conversation with this person because you even said so yourself that this person has limited experience. I, I think it's kind of human decency when you are in the position of taking plan B. Most people know that right. 
it's just especially when that, you're asked to take it when it yeah, wasn't like your I I think that this person is being a little shitty but I also think it is totally within your grounds to bring it up even if it's been a while since you did it because it's clearly still bothering you yeah so and then because it's also like if this person is upsetting you so much it's only gonna upset you more to have the conversation with them and that's probably good because it will inform whether or not you keep sleeping with this person who did not right. think about, like did not think to ask questions after something. happened. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, and, and I'm, I am allowed and this person and, and no fly list is sort of allowed this in their email too. that sort of, you know, like giving this person a little bit of grace, uh, in terms of like, this is new for them. And this is like a new, like, you know, a lot of gay guys do not probably did not expect into, uh, to have pregnancy pregnancy scare like issues and and is being and he's being a bit of a dick about it right now like that's that's those are two separate sort of issues I think I think that like it's worth having the conversation if the dick is worth it if it's not then like this the guy's an asshole I but the thing other thing is is this speaking gay person a gay person I get the appeal of like sometimes a dick is so good and sometimes it, the person being like not a good person is a part of it. But it seems, yeah, but it seems to me that this person would rather have that. It's the, eating at them. Yes. So I, and, and as for the question of the passive aggressive framing, as you have the conversation, I think as long as you're direct and say, Hey, it hurt my feelings a bit when you weren't thinking about the costs and you didn't ask me how I was feeling after physically and emotionally, that kind of bums me out. Can we talk about that? I think like, that's a totally normal mm-hmm. thing to say. And you're not being passive aggressive no. if you're being direct, direct and you're yeah. saying how you feel. I say do it before you have sex and see how it affects things. Because also you'll probably have if the conversation goes well, it'll be either real. way, I either think way, sex I think will be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it will be interesting. I think yeah, that's yeah. right. It's, mm-hmm. You'll have interesting. very interesting sex. So yeah, we say we vote yes, because the 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 stakes feel like if if it goes badly, then this person's revealed themselves to mm-hmm. to you as like uh, untenably an asshole. Yes. So, yeah. and you already think they're kind of an asshole, so yeah. you might as well just know one way or another because it also just might be somebody. Being well, or kind the, of the, the yeah, the un- best case scenario. Yeah, the best case scenario is you discover they're not actually an asshole that they just didn't know how to bring it up because they're, you know, a stupid, stupid gay idiot. Well, <laughs> exactly. But also, it's like with that kind of thing too. I think people sometimes are waiting for the person to bring mm, it up. Yeah. I, you know I, what? I, I think that might be something where they're like, maybe this person just wants to handle this on their uh-huh. own and they didn't bring it up because they don't want to talk to me about right. it. And I, they may, they might be having the same question of like, is this something I can bring up? Like, is it my right to broach the conversation, all that? Although I do think like it is normal to ask if you can split the cost or cover yeah. it completely, especially since they asked you. Thanks to the tango, babe. But I'm just saying like, it seems like you're already giving this person grace, so you might as well just talk to them about it so you can have more fun fucking or maybe stop fucking. Yeah. All right. Next email. Want to read? Oh, wait, we have a voicemail. No, it's a voicemail. Okay. Hi, guys. So I have kind of a non-problem problem. Right. But anyway, so <laughs> I dated a guy for like five years and we broke up like a year and a half ago and he was originally from India. And now I've been dating a new guy for about a year and coincidentally, he is also originally from India. And for reference, I am admittedly very white and live in a very white area of the country. So kind of weird that that has happened. 
And anyway, I went to India over the holidays with my new boyfriend because we're pretty serious and I met his family and all that. So, of course, I posted pictures on my Instagram of that trip. So I made my account private because I don't want my ex-boyfriend to know I'm dating somebody else from India because I feel kind of strange about that. Um, but, you know, now I'm like, oh, damn, I'm missing out on those extra public lives. <laughs> and I'm trying to decide if I made the right call or not. And admittedly, I also have like 200 followers and no one gives a shit about my Instagram, but, you know, narcissism. So I just need help deciding what to do or I guess how to get over this crippling narcissism that is maybe at the root cause of this problem. Well, thanks. Bye. Um, what do we want to call this person? I'm going to call this person um, Bailey. Uh, Bailey. Lee Wood, Bailey Wood, B A E L L Y W O O D, Bailey Wood. Great. Um, here's the thing. I actually think you would have you had the perfect crime, and then you revealed yourself by making your Instagram private. Like you, like there was so nothing. Everything was normal in the situation, but you making your Instagram private. Made it weird to me. That's like the that's the only weird thing it, in this situation to me. I think it's weird that you think it's weird that mm-hmm. you dated two Indian guys. Like I I don't I don't think that is weird. Now listen, I I get why there's some sensitivity around this, and I think that's like the impulse to think about that is fine. I, as someone who frequently, you know, like. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It, it, I, I don't know. I, I just think, like, as someone who w- was, like, this type of person in a very small town, like, I, I just think it's, like, it's weird to predict that your boyfriend is, your ex-boyfriend is going to be upset that you're, like, I think it, I don't know. That, that to me, is a little strange. It's, like, unless he specifically said that, like, it yeah. would be weird to him if you dated another Indian it, it's person. It's too. It's not a pattern. Like, because that's the only thing, like, I, I, yeah, it's just weird to me. I, I would be, if I were your current boyfriend, I'd be sort of weirded out that you made your Instagram private. I, w- I would, yes. It's, like, more, you're more concerned with for the feelings of your ex-boyfriend. It's, like, I, I wonder, like, did does your boyfriend know that you have this other Indian boyfriend? Like, are you concerned that he knows that you have this boyfriend? Or are you concerned that he like you guys didn't share the experience of going India to India together? Like, either way, it's like not about him anymore. You're clearly not fetishizing this person. You're clearly not like that's the thing. Like, if you're go, like go through these mental checklists before you do shit. Like, make your Instagram private when you visit your boyfriend's. Yeah, it's in like prior. Like, I think it's nice to be sensitive of the person feelings that you used to date especially when it's very recent and and like but I but it doesn't sound like it's recent because no she's just doing this because she's afraid people are going to think she has a fetish and here's the thing it doesn't sound like any of this is culturally related it sounds like you just like happen to meet two Indian guys that were hot and you wanted to date and great yeah and one of them you vibe with really well and you like met his family and like that's really special so I don't think you have to freak out about this other person seeing it and and like if you really if you're really wanting to like go public and stuff you can block that person too it's well within your rights to block an ex or something yeah you can like restrict your profile and stuff do whatever you want but Uh, have you talked to your current boyfriend about this it's so that's the I if I if I were this person's partner I would want to know that 
that they thought it was weird that they had yeah. dated. Like, I, I just wonder if this is an issue that you have. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that, too, because I do think I would want to know, like, if, like, I don't know, if I were in that position, it would make me feel kind of strange that the white person that I was dating thought it was an a problem that right. they had dated someone of my same yeah, I, I think she's just me. Cl- tr- clearly worried that people will think she has a fetish. And I get that because I'm like hard on people who I think have fetishes. But mm-hmm. like, I think there's like a pretty clear delineation. And like, guess what, babe? You're never going to win with me. Okay? <laughs> you do shit like this. You make your Instagram private. I'm going to say that's weird. You date two Indian guys in a row. I'm going to say, guess what? You have a fetish. And look, if your Instagram no is private, you're weird. Yeah. Get, new, <laughs> get, new, get more followers. <laughs> hashtags that yeah hashtags yeah. awesome by this is what you gotta do you gotta you gotta smush your two boobs together your until they're boobs. until they look like one i'm always smushing my two boobs your together. two boobs together until they look like one poop and then you post one of those grids where it's nine pictures but it's actually <laughs> it actually makes one, one big picture of your two boobs two listen, boobs smushed together take a close-up picture of your two, two boobs, boobs all greased up smushed Grish, together and split and it up into nine photos that make one big photo and you're gonna get so many followers if you add hashtag bi- smush boob and tag urgent care pod. Mm-hmm. Tag urgent care pod when you do that, actually. <laughs> and and hashtag uh, and we'll and we'll share it, of course, on our on our story. Yeah, and, for, <laughs> and, uh, and our forty seven followers. I'm pretty will. sure we don't have <laughs> an Instagram account. No, we do. Okay, I'm just kidding. It's not a lot of followers. Follow sorry. us. I guess follow us at what is it? Urgent Dana. What is it? Urgent Wait, care pod. Uh, yeah, we do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the social media manager for the show. <laughs> um, anyways, That's we'll, bad. we'll share it. Um, go, everyone. Literally, pause the the podcast and then look for uh, for our Instagram because we will have at this point shared an image of this girl's nine full pictures of this girl's. <laughs> Together, yeah. Okay, so I just followed the urgent care. <laughs> I'm feeling really good about yeah. what I'm bringing to the okay. table today. And that's that. Okay, so next voicemail, please, Dana. Hi, girls. Um, love you both. Love the pod. Would die for you. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I live in a perfect house. It's perfect for me. The rent is perfect. It's perfect for my cat. Beautiful. But unfortunately, I have a roommate who is waging kind of psychological warfare on me, just like um, threatening the things that I feel most insecure about and um, picking at every little step that I make in the house. Somehow everything I do in the house is some major slight against them. And they've lived there nine years and I've lived there less than a year, so just really flexing that it's their house and that all the decisions have to go through them. Um, so simple solution, right? Uh, go live somewhere else. Unfortunately, I live in a big West Coast metropolitan city with a housing crisis and rent is bonkers and I am poor. She lives in San Francisco. Um, so I kind of feel like this is my only option since the rent is so cheap. Anyway, I was hoping I could get some advice on how to absolutely burn this down and make it an entirely untenable <laughs> situation. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> I was hoping to get your advice on how to just live my freaking life and be able to be home in a way that feels okay. 
Thank okay. you. Okay, okay so in lieu of, of answering this question, we actually have another voicemail. Yeah, we were going to just answer this question, but we found, found something a, so interesting yeah. in the uh, voicemails that we want to just play just this. days later. Yeah. Hi, Mitra and Joel. I love the podcast. I'm great fans of you both. I hope you have a happy, 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 happy New Year. Um, instead of saying my name to protect my identity, I'm going to name myself Concerned Roommate. So, my roommate has, I don't know her backstory before we lived together. I found her on Facebook Marketplace because I guess I had shitty friends. Uh, they bailed on me when we were all supposed to move in together. Um, and now I live with this random chick who has literally no boundaries and is so self-unaware that she won't realize that she's pissing me off to the max, even when I'm mean to her. <laughs> um, I think she might have stolen a few of my things. Not sure. Don't really have the energy to blame her. But I did find one of her socks in my room, and she has posted pictures of herself consistently all over social media in my room because her room is trash and she refuses to use it. <laughs> Um, so if you could give me some help, that would be so sick. Um, thank you. Uh, good luck filming the podcast. Bye. <laughs> okay, so just get in the same room, guys. Yeah, it just like it became very clear to us reading these that these two callers are roommates talking about each other, and that is so <laughs> it is so sad to hear women trash each other uh-huh. in this way. No, and you got to stop that. And in fact, you need to get together with the girl that called in about three episodes ago who I told to shit in a shampoo bottle because I think you guys all live in the same house. Yeah, um, so it just sounds like there's a lot of toxic energy in this place, but um, you both are unhappy. So yeah, Listen that- to those voicemails back and you can hear how actually, truly you love each other. You love each other deep down underneath all that. That's what was clear from both of those emails. Yeah, so voicemails. maybe try hooking up with each other and mm. see what that does for the dynamic. Yes. And if it allows you to be a little more forgiving knowing what the other person exactly. is like as a lover. And we're going to call you Dharma and Greg. Uh, <laughs> Thanks so much for calling. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we're back, we've got some more stuff. We are back, back from commercial, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, we sing on this podcast. And we this is a singing podcast. Yeah. Singing first, advice second. Exactly. Rule of culture, number 963. Oh singing first and then advice. Advice second. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And if you hate that, then seek treatment, honey. <laughs> we love our friends. We love our friends. Okay, They references. are funny. <clears throat> I got um, an email and I'm going to read it. Great. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Love the podcast and Mitra's references to the Emperor's New Groove. Okay, literally, (laughs) what do I have to do on this show? My question is this. Recently, I realized that I've never made the first move on a date or hookup, so I've pretty much only been with guys who I know are attracted to me, even if I'm not super into them, which usually leads to me trying to force myself to like them back and gives them the wrong idea. I came out fairly late and have really only been dating for about five years. I'm getting close to 30, but in a lot of ways, I feel like a teenager, and I get completely paralyzed when I see guys I'm actually into. Do you have any tips for on taking initiative and being more upfront slash honest? Thanks. We're going to call this guy Cusco. Yes. Cusco gay. Cusco. Gay Cusco. 
<laughs> Gay Cusco. That's where we're going to. Gay Cusco is your name. Remember um, that big song? Mm-hmm. Big su- uh, Cusco. Gay Cusco. Gay Cusco. <laughs> okay, Gay Cusco. So here's the thing. Um, I don't, I have never gotten over this actually. This is still something that I struggle with to this day, and I have a lot of good sex. Um, so I think it works for me. I just literally just sort of place myself in people's eye lines and let people approach me, and that is how it works for me. And I think that's been a fine strategy for me. Yeah. The first person I ever made the first move on is the guy that I'm currently dating. Yeah, so don't do that. Um, so if you're just trying to hook up, uh, don't bother, bitch. But um, uh, How did you do it? <sighs> you did like, it over text, though. I like did it a, over text. Like a fucking weenie. Which sucks. But I will say, like, it did help because then when, like, just doing that thing made it possible, like, in person to be like, mm-hmm. I already did it, so we can definitely hook up. And, like, that was nice. But it felt like a big deal even to just send the text expressing interest in that. Um, I have to say, in Mexico, where I was over New Year's, I this is, this is actually me at 31 years old, like, practically a month away from turning 32, and this is how fucking childish I am, is I was, like, so into this guy and Puerto Vallarta over this period of time is like summer camp. You just see the same people out every night. It's the same group of people at the beach, blah, blah, blah. And I, I met this guy literally like did like as much sex acts as you can on like a dance floor with him. And I still wasn't sure if he was into me. I was like, I don't think this guy's into me. I think he was just sort of high. Um, and he was friends of friends. And I all week would just text my friends and be like this guy, he was a Marine biologist cute little marine biologist and I kept being like yeah I don't think he's into me I kept texting his friends that he was with that are my friends and being like yeah I can't just I just can't tell if he's into me I don't think he's into me until one of them finally was like yeah I think he's into you (laughs) Um, and that's when I made a move and then um, nothing really happened although he did text and make sure that I got home okay which was very sweet is Um, this the dead bird person or no okay no cool um, he's an alive bird. Um, but, um, yeah, so I think do that. That works for me a lot of the time is texting people they know, oh, like complaining that you don't think that the person that you're into is into you. And then you get the real answers. Go through the intermediaries. You yes. don't have to ever talk to someone in their face. And if you want to do it, um, I I mean, I don't know. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. But if you really, really want to do it, I think it's just like – <laughs> like, can't give yourself a countdown. Like, <laughs> be yeah. like, all right, tonight. <laughs> like, I, I'd be like, all right, I feel it. The moment is about to happen. Ten seconds from now, yeah. I'm gonna lean in. <laughs> I, I can't. I've never <gasps> been. I've never, ever, ever, ever been able to do that unless I've been given full clear signs. I don't even. I don't actually initiate conversations on Grinder either. Rarely, if ever, ever. Well, I ever, I, I have to be really fucked up to initiate a conversation on a dating app. And that's probably why, if you listen to our last episode, I frequently get catfished. It's <laughs> because, <laughs> <laughs> like, anybody who messages me, I'm like, what? Um, so maybe use, like, an what? app, like, use an app like Tinder, where, like, there is sort of, like, you, you sort of know that the interest is alive in both parties. I always appreciate that. Don't pay for Tinder Gold, where you can look at the people who've already swiped right on you, because that is not how God intended for that app to work. <laughs> And it is not a mirror that you want to look into, my friend. I also um, think just like um, before going out on a date, it was it's always I, I, I just like make sure you're wearing something that you feel good in. And like, uh, well, he's got he's not even getting to the dates. He's like not even sure if people are into him. Yeah. 
So I'm saying, and as a and at, group settings, group settings, join a gay dodgeball league like every other stunted gay adult. <laughs> That's why I say gay Cusco. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Good luck. I really hope it works out for this you. This is so deeply relatable for both of us. Yeah. That's why this, we have been stumbling voicemail. over this. <laughs> okay. And speaking of relatable to both of us. Oh, my God. Our very last voicemail. Oof. Dana, play that track. Hi, Nitra and Joel. Hmm. Hope you guys are having a wonderful holiday. Um, anyways, my question. Um, so I am, it sounds like I'm bragging, but I'm like, I'm a pretty generous person. Um I, I just kind of like what I like to do to show my love to my friends. I am very giving of my time and baked goods and cooking and gifts and what, whatever. That's just how I like best to show my affection to my friends. And I, I expect very little in return. I know that a lot of people uh, don't like to do that sort of thing, so I don't expect my friends to do any of those sort of things in return. Um, but I think that, and I also, uh, I tend to be kind of the, the, the garbage bin, the garbage disposal for a lot of people's venting, um, drama, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I think I'm a, I think I tend to be a pretty good listener. Um, but anyways, uh, I've noticed recently that this has kind of led to a lot of really uneven relationships in my life where it almost seems like a lot of my friends kind of take advantage of me or they think that they can like sort of walk all over me. Um, recently I had, uh, a very good friend of mine uh, come stay with me and her and this other, one of my other friends were, it was just a very frustrating experience. They were really, really horrible and rude to me unintentionally because they were being very selfish and caught up in their own issues. And anyways, I've already communicated with both of them about that and they've apologized. And I think that we're communicating a lot better about that sort of thing. But it seems like this is happening to me in a lot of my uh, relationships and friendships. People just, uh, I don't know. So if people don't give me the same time that I give them, I feel like I'm kind of a, a, an afterthought. You know, if I just disappeared, people, no one would miss me, that sort of thing. Because I feel like I've let myself kind of just be walked all over in these friendships because I'm very much a people pleaser and mm. I need everyone to like me, mm. which I know it's not healthy. Um, I talk about this to my therapist all the time. But anyways, yeah, just how in going forward do I kind of set more boundaries and just be less a people pleaser because right now it's fucking up all my my friendships. So hope you guys had a, a happy holiday. Love you. Bye. Wow. Hmm. So relatable. I'm going to um, call this Melissa's Cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> Baked by Melissa. Baked by Melissa. That's Baked by Melissa. Baked by Melissa. That's Baked what we're going to call Melissa. her. Um, uh, this is so relatable. Uh-huh. Um First of all, I just want to commend you, first of all, on um, being in therapy. I think that is a huge step. I right. also We want to reiterate, we are a supplement to therapy always. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, imagine listening, being at this point in the podcast and being like, they are the equivalent of therapy. <laughs> Supplement to therapy. Um, I would say a detriment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In um, fact, you might need two therapists. With us. Um, baby, when you're with me, you're going to mm, need two, two therapists. therapists. Uh, 
I also think you should give yourself some credit because you communicated with your friends about the way that they made you feel mm -hmm. and seemed to have a really productive conversation. And you're allowed to still have negative feelings about the way that that experience went, but it sounds like you handled it in a productive and healthy way. And I just want to encourage you to keep doing that. It, I think there's this fear, at least for me, that if you express the negative feelings and the friends will go away. But I think you just saw that with these friends that you... Yeah. Did it and it went well, and they Keep were a receptive the cycle audience. Going. I will say, so I'm also someone who um, my love language is gifts and giving and and things, which people make fun of me for. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the love languages. You know, it's like acts of service, mm -hmm. physical, like words of encouragement, blah blah blah. And people are like, whose whose love language is gifts? And it's actually like um, mine. Um, <laughs> I'm incredible at Secret Santa. I pay, and especially now that I'm in a place in my career where I've never had money growing up and I've never like it, it is a true it brings me a lot of joy to be able to just like take care of my friends in yeah, totally. certain ways by giving them stuff and I struggle for a long time with like needing like thank yous for that because sometimes I don't and but it's also like I had one thing that my therapist taught me to do was sort of like the way we show your love language with someone else is not necessarily how they're going to return it mm -hmm. um and so I, I'd say you sound like she sounds uh, baked by Melissa sounds like a pretty self-aware person, pretty assertive person to be able to like voice that the friends who stayed with you were shitty to you. And like, it sounds like that like was a big deal for this person, like which I've is ever been able to do great. It's um, great that you can do that. Um, but I would look for like maybe just like pause and like and really like turn over in your head and, and see who's paying you back in the different ways. Like who's, who's touching you, who's giving you, who's texting you, you know, like find the way, like maybe they're not showing you the affection in the way that you're showing them the affection, but maybe it's different. And it's also like just, I sometimes have to remind myself that like people have their own shit. So the times in which I'm in an unspoken way, like I'm not voicing this, but I am hoping for affection. Someone else might be experiencing a really stressful time in their life. So people might not be in a place to give you affection when you're hoping that they'll like somehow know that you need mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So voicing your needs when you have them too. It's like, I think a lot of being a people pleaser is not saying what you need. So reach out to your friends. And if you want to make plans, if you want that, if you need something from them, like a, hopefully if your friends will be available to you in the ways that you need them, if they are able to do so. Yeah. So I think one thing I have to do is really check in on if I'm actually expressing the needs that I have that I think other people should just implicitly understand. Yeah. And, and listen, maybe your cookies aren't shit. <laughs> maybe your fucking baked goods. Maybe they fucking suck and you're, they're making all your friends sick. And the, the reason they are actually thinking about you, you're not an afterthought. They're actually getting together in groups and they're saying, what the fuck is she putting in these cookies? It's giving me the runs. Yeah. Did you ever consider skid that you're marks. giving your friends diarrhea? Yeah. Giving your friends all skid marks. Baked by a skid mark. Friends don't give friends diarrhea. Mm-hmm. And Unless that's you rule take of them culture. Somewhere. <laughs> I can't do it. No. What if I just started to do it? Um, okay. Anyways, that's our advice to you, and that's our show. That's that our, show our show. Show, which is so scary that <sighs> the show could end in this in in this way so quickly. In this way, and me referencing another podcast on another network that second, many people for the, time. for the second time that many people might not even listen to. I assume that our, there's like a full our Venn diagram is a circle on top of each other, but yeah. who's to say? Who can say? Mm, yes. <laughs> Wait, no, keep going. 
If, if I've, I've been, been changed, changed for the better. better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lawless arms. <laughs> oh my gosh. I sang that at my high school graduation and me and the other girl singing it both sobbed, wow. which is um, Our choir sang um, from Into the Woods, um, Mother Isn't Here Now, that song. Mother isn't here now. Mm. Now you're on your own. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there. I wasn't in the choir. I had quit the choir in protest that oh year. Dram- in protest drama. of what? Um, can't remember at this point. <laughs> can't remember. But <laughs> That's I. That's actually really good. I think. I remember. If I you could still like vividly it. recall the reason why you quit choir, I think it actually was because I wanted to switch my AP English class to a different class from my ex because I was being bullied. Mm. Anyways. Um, I remember sitting next to a girl. Brave protest. <laughs> I remember sitting next to a girl when they got to the lyric, um, witches can be right, giants can be good. And she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, what are they singing? Um, and then our principal did quote for good in his speech. So, you know, cross-generational connection you and I have. Yeah. So. We're the same age. Anyways, that's the show. We sing. Please give us a call at 323-334-0371. Let us know what you thought of our harmony at the end of the podcast and uh, submit questions. And uh, please um, let us know what you thought of the song. Email us at (laughs) urgentcarepod at gmail.com as well. Rate and review us on iTunes. Yes. Tell your Um, friends. Five stars, baby. Nothing less or we will take it personally. Yep. Um, Um, Next week, I'm on a boat. I will try not to fall off that's all i can promise you mitra next week i'm gonna just be sort of hanging out okay well have fun on the boat call you from the boat i hope to see some um some incredible videos from you on the boat people hate them people (gasps) are so mean to me when i post those videos i love the videos and don't stop posting them. okay i won't i won't thank you ryan thank you dana thank you july thank you earwolf thank you all our listeners thank you joel thank you mitra that's been our show uh (laughs) 